praise the Lord. He's got a good word for us today. He's been ministering to us already through his word, and we're going to look at Matthew 4. So if you've got your Bibles on your phone or your hard copy Bibles, turn to Matthew 4, and um, you'll remember that Pastor Dave preached a two-part message on um, Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, and he really helped us to understand how the Lord is restoring us to the dominion of the kingdom of God. And um, I wanted to just honor you, Pastor Dave, and say thank you for that message. It was a lifeline to us. And Tim, thank you for reminding us of that short dagger. Uh, I've been using that dagger. How many of you have been asking the Lord for a word? Yeah, yeah. So praise God. Thank you. So we're in this series um, of Restored. And what is God restoring? And so as we listen to the text today, I want you to ask the question and be thinking about what is Jesus restoring? How do we see him working to restore humanity? And what is he teaching his followers? Because he's modeling. All right. So Matthew 4, um, he just to remind you where our context is, he had been sent out. Um, to be tempted in the wilderness. He resisted the temptation. He came back full of the Holy Spirit. He began to preach in the northern region in Galilee. And um, verse 17 says, From that time, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed. And he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. This is the word of the Lord. So... I was doing a little research for the sermon last night, talked Dane into going down to the river. Let's go watch some fishermen. So anyway, we go down to watch fishermen, and there's a family and a dad and a son with fishing poles. There's a middle-aged woman with a fishing pole. A little bit further down, here's another group with fishing poles, 
casting and casting and casting. We go down a little further and we talk to one of the fishermen and he said, I couldn't find a spot anywhere along the river until now. And so he's like, this is my spot and I'm going to fish here. So we had a nice little chat with him and I asked him, who taught you to fish? Well, my dad taught me to fish. Then I said, well, my grandma taught me to fish. And uh, he said, oh, well, my great-grandma, she was a real fisherwoman. And my grandpa, my great-grandpa, he worked for the fishery. And my grandma was the fisherwoman in the house. And anyway, and I said, yeah, my grandma, I've got some really good memories of my grandma teaching me to fish. She taught me to turn over stones and, you know, dig up worms. And then um, how to put the worm on the hook whether we were using a bobber or not, putting the weight on the line. Uh, we fished from the bank. We didn't have a boat. Um, but I remember this one Easter morning, and my parents, if my grandma would drive over early, we lived across the street from a lake, and if we kids were ready to go to church on time, we could go fishing with grandma until it was time to go. And so um, many Sunday mornings, I would be ready to go to church early, because I wanted to go fish with Mimi, my grandma. Well, on this one Easter morning, um, my mom said, do not get your dress dirty. Yes, Mom, yeah, because we got fancy dresses back then. And anyway, and so go to the um, fish, and we cast. And anyway, and it was just like the fish was just biting, you know. And so, like, pulling one out, pulling another one out. My brother comes. He gets all excited, goes and gets my sister. So my brother, my sister, my grandma, pretty soon my mom and my dad show up. We're all fishing before Easter service. And it was so fun. Like, when the fish are biting. Anybody fish in here? Yeah. So you know, like, how fun it is when the fish are biting. Um, we did make it, just a disclaimer, we did make it to Easter service. Um, but I just remember how awesome it was that you don't, you aren't born knowing how to fish. Somebody has to teach you the ropes. They have to tell you what kind of bait, you know, what kind of time of day. You know, because like little kids, you just go at noon, you know, right? Like you're bored. But the fish usually like to bite in the early morning, late at night, or kind of towards that dusk time. So the fishermen, they have to learn to to fish. These men, um, Peter and Andrew, and the brothers, James and uh, John, they had to be taught by their parents, their dads. This was their family business was fishing. And so it was the local economy in that region was fishing. That was a major part of it. And so the dads were teaching them. And the dads were teaching them the methods of fishing. And we kind of have this like rod and reel casting kind of thing going. They had more nets. So they had a drag net. I thought that was a TV show. But they, I, I studied on this. They, in the Sea of Galilee, they had this long net that could be hundreds of feet long that would drag behind the boat to try to catch the fish. Or sometimes they did have a hook and line. But primarily, it was a circular net. And so they it had weights on it, and you throw it like this, and if you cast it just right, it lands in a circle. And then as you pull it in, it kind of closes in and gathers the fish. And so they had learned these methods of fishing. Now, for those of you that like fish, you might want to know what kind of fish were they catching. 
Well, it wasn't just one kind. It was diverse, but probably these three kinds. Cod, which they called binny because they had barbs on their mouth. And um, those got to a pretty good size. Um, they're a type of carp. All right, so they get bigger. Then they had the tilapia, which um, was what they often say that was Peter's fish, St. Peter's fish, was the tilapia, has a combed dorsal fin, and um, that got to be about four or five pounds. And then they caught sardines, about six to 12 inches long. All right, so they had these diverse type of fish, and as fishermen, I know those are big sardines, not in the little can, right? Um, but their fish was their economy. They made fish sauce and imported it. They dried fish or they pickled it. And so that's what they did with the fish. But it was a family business. And Jesus comes along, and interestingly, they don't know Jesus. And all he says is, come follow me, and I'll send you out to fish for people. And these men made a decision right there and then. It says the ones were casting their net, and they just left immediately. It doesn't even say they drew it in first. Like, there was something about Jesus they were just drawn to. I think it was the anointing that he got when he was baptized in the river. The presence of the Holy Spirit in him, on him, the authority that he spoke with, And he says, I'm going to send you out to fish for people. Well, then he goes to the other brothers, and they're mending their nets. Um, Oftentimes, if they had fished all night, they'd wash out the net. Then they would mend any tears in it, and they would hang it up to dry to prepare for the next day. So these brothers are making preparations for the next time they go out. They are planning ahead. How many of you are planners? Yeah? Do you know where I'm going with this? All right. Jesus calls the planners to drop what you're doing. Jesus tells us about these brothers. They left the boat and their dad. Sometimes the Lord's call is to leave our possessions. Or even sometimes people that are significant to us. But the Lord has a call in a different place. What do they do? It doesn't say they thought about it or said, come back around another day. No. Right away, immediately, they dropped their, their nets at once, and they followed Jesus. It's a decision when he says, come follow me. But it's also this amazing choice because rabbis didn't usually choose the students. The students asked the rabbis. So when he says, come follow me, he's choosing you. He's choosing you. Think about that. You are chosen. He selected you. He selected me. Any and all he calls, he calls us to follow him because he wants to teach them to fish for men. Now, we don't have to all change vocations, but we need to whatever we're doing. If I'm a clerk, I need to be a clerk and see myself as a fisherman. If I'm a nurse, I need to see myself as a nurse and a fisherman. Whether you're an attorney, whether you're a teacher, whether you're retired, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, wherever you are in life, you can say, what do you do? Well, I fish for people and I blah, 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 you know, whatever. It really should be kingdom identity first. 
Yeah? All right. And so I want to ask you, because he called those disciples, and he's called us to be disciples and to go make disciples. Have we made that decision to drop our nets? Have we made that decision to let him be Lord? And if we need to let some things go, let some things go. Trusting in his goodness. This next section of scripture here that we read in Psalm, um, Psalm, verse 23. I just want to tell you, the verse numbers and the little headings are not the holy inspired word of God. All the words are. But where it says Jesus heals the sick, um, that's a nice heading. Um, If you want to write in your margin, fishing with fireworks, I think that's a nice heading too. And that's what I want to talk about is fishing because he was teaching them to fish for people. And so this little separation between these two sections of scripture, if you teach it or read it as little sections, you might not get the connection. (laughs) But what he does is he calls them and he says, I'm going to send you out to fish for people. And this is a kingdom, a family business. Jesus is the son of the father. And he's calling these fishermen to learn to fish for people. And so he's inviting them into the family business to fish for people. He's restoring their kingdom purpose. You remember a long time ago, back in creation, it said, be fruitful and multiply. All right? So then when sin came, there was a separation. And so now to be fruitful and multiply... We're all given this mandate to go and make disciples, to go fish for people, because he wants to make all things new. And so he is teaching them how to fish. It's the family business, and there's certain methods. All right, so I told you about the fishing methods, right? The dragnet, the hook and line, the circular. Jesus has three methods that he points out here. He teaches in the synagogue. He preaches or proclaims the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom, and he heals. Those are the three methods for fishing for people. So he goes to the synagogue. Any little town that had ten or more Jewish men, they had a synagogue, and they would meet to talk about the teaching. Why did Jesus go to the synagogue? Because he cares. He has concern for people to have understanding That was inside. He goes outside everywhere proclaiming the kingdom. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Everywhere he went, he was proclaiming. Everywhere we go, we're to be proclaiming. And then it says his third method was healing. Hmm, interesting. Seems like the church oftentimes has caught maybe the first teaching. Let's teach let's understand let's understand let's preach let's proclaim not just one or two or three people let's all proclaim and do it out wherever we are and then let's heal let's see how the lord wants to work as he's present with us 
and his power. We sang about the our prayers are on an empty grave. Every time we pray, we're inviting that resurrection power, that kingdom inbreaking to come because he's restoring all things and he may want to be doing these kinds of things because he cares. The good news is of a God, a king who cares about people. He wants to restore everything that's been broken. Can I get an amen? You all should not be sitting there looking sad right now because this is amazing news that God wants to, to restore. I said fishing with fireworks because this is the time of year when we start to see fireworks displays, right? Some of the biggest crowds I've ever been in have been fireworks, going to fireworks here in downtown Grand Rapids, out at the Coast Guard Festival, at Fifth Third or whatever the ballpark is called now. Um, yeah, I can't even remember. They've changed that name so many times. Or at a lake, right? Like all the little boats go, and they're so eager to see the big display of fireworks, and everybody goes, ooh, ah, I love that one. I love it when the gold sparkles. I love the purple and the red, the big boom, 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 you know, where it reverberates in your chest like the fireworks. Well, this is what's happening as Jesus is going around. And whatever he meets, whatever need is there, he's, he's aware of his father's presence and power with him. And he's like, Father, how would you like to restore? What would you like to do? Jesus didn't have all these appointments scheduled. He went and, like, think of the faith. He calls these guys to follow him. I'm going to teach you to fish for people. Jesus, fully human, doesn't know what's coming, but he's willing to follow in faith where the Father's saying, go and walk around, proclaim the kingdom, and then there's a need. And I just can imagine Jesus just going, oh, Bill, that shoulder, be healed. Oh, Nick, you're getting married. You might be a little anxious. The peace of the Lord be with you. Whatever Jesus saw, you've got this contraption. And I just imagine Jesus walking up and saying, Brother, the Father loves you. I love you. Be healed. Those that were paralyzed. Their muscles couldn't do a thing. And he says, move. Those that were in epilepsy where their muscles were doing way too much, peace. Those who had demons oppressing them. We've heard testimony just recently, 20 years of cynical oppression, thoughts, harassing thoughts. Be gone in Jesus' name. Jesus comes, and it's like fireworks. And it says the word spreads, like the news spread. Where did it spread? It spread to Galilee. It spread to the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and across the Jordan. It went north and west. It went down to Jerusalem, south. It went to Judea. It went to the Decapolis. High society, Greek culture, the best physicians in ancient world were there. 
Why do you think the news went there? There were hard cases that none of those doctors could figure out. And they were coming to Jesus. Every nation, every tribe, from the north, the south, the east, the west, they're coming to Jesus. And what is Jesus doing? He's not doing it just by himself. He's doing it training his disciples. This is what fishing is looking like. And you know how exciting it is when the fish are biting. I want to have a picture put up on this screen. I labeled this sermon, Fishing with Fireworks. And I felt the Lord smile on me this weekend because I found this news article. This is an ancient fishing practice in Taiwan of fishing with fire at night. And they take these certain coals of stone and water and fire, and it makes this really brilliant light. And the sardines are jumping out of the water, coming towards the light. And all they have to do is just scoop them with the net in the air, just catch them. Fishing with fireworks. I want to give you this picture because I believe this represents what God wants to do in this season. The darker the world gets, the more the Lord wants to show his glory. Will you be a fisherman? Will you cooperate? Will you learn from Jesus? As we go through this book of Matthew, will you learn everything you can about how to cooperate with the healing, delivering, restoring work of the kingdom of God? He's looking for us. Little old us. It was little old disciples in a boat with their dad or their brothers. And he chose them. He's choosing you. He's choosing us. And he's saying, will you cooperate? Will you go where I call you to go and everywhere you go? Will you teach? Will you proclaim? And will you pray? Or command healing, deliverance, restoration of whatever's in front of you. It's really being aware of the presence of God and his desire to glorify himself for fireworks. It's a Shekinah glory coming down when the kingdom breaks in. He's here today. What does he want to do? What does he want to do? We heard a sister come and give a testimony. Me and my friend, we poured out our hearts and we prayed together. And God strengthened us. What does God want to do in our midst today? Have you thought about it? When you come to church, do you come with expectation? As we start to have these testimonies, Victoria's, Scott's, many others, we now have a a website place where you can type in your testimony. We believe the Lord wants to make his name even more famous, Jesus' name more famous, as we give testimony to what Jesus wants to do. Let's just take a moment.
and ask the Lord, what does he want to do here today in our presence? Lord, thank you that you are always present with us. And Lord, we ask that you would manifest your presence. Jesus, you encountered people with needs and you embodied the love of the Father and the power of the kingdom for good and for restoration. 